This audio was taken from the Let Her Be Heard live show. Can trust be restored with open communication? Trust is probably one of the most important values for many people in relationships, but what do we do if it's actually been broken, if there's been some situation that has created some sort of complication? Can we, just through open communication, begin to restore that trust? I'm Andrea Gullick. And I'm Barb Gibson, and we are here to let her be heard. I love this topic, Barb, like I love all of our topics that our beautiful community send in for us to delve into. But the thing that I love most about this one is I think it brings up two really great topics to explore. So the first one is being trust. Like, obviously, I think most people would find that in their values list, it would be somewhere near the top that we can trust each other, that we can trust ourselves. But the other one that I really would love to explore with you is this, this the communication, this open communication and what that actually means mm-hmm. and where we need to be focusing that in terms of restoring a relationship. So Again, this is a this is a topic where that that's what was sent to us. Can it can you know um, after trust has been broken, can it be restored with open open communication? So the reality is, we're flying blind here, Bob. This is this is literally just what we kind of interpret and maybe questions that we could pose to our our beautiful people that tune in because this could be that you know, my child stole $5 out of my wallet, can I trust him again, right up to uh, my husband gambled all my money. Like this is like, you know, this is so broad. But the thing that we kind of know, I think, is that it probably comes back to a very similar solution in every situation or a very similar thing to ponder and ask yourself questions for. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's true, Andrea. You know, we're always about going inside and um, checking in with yourself and seeing what your motive is, what what is going on within you, and then looking at it through those eyes. I love these topics too. Uh, trust, trust is probably like you said, a big one for many people. And but when I think about trust. I think about how often it comes back to, can I trust myself? Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is, can I trust myself to go within and hear my answers for myself? Like, like does a person, um, if trust has been broken, if someone has done something that is, I don't need like crossed your kind of crossed your limitation or crossed your line of what feels safe is what is the feeling that I get like that you know just the the safety within the safety within the relationship how you feel within yourself it's kind of like some things can cross that boundary where you start to go oh I'm a bit unsure in this situation in this feeling Mm -hmm. right And so that does involve another person, but it always comes back to you too of like, is that what I want to partake in? What was it? What can we rebuild? Can we have a conversation around what are we going to agree on in this? Is is that a value we both have or is it just a value I have? And once you have that communication, then 
you know, like, okay, we're going to agree upon this, that we're not going to do that again, or whatever it is. But you need to know yourself is the biggest thing you need to go inside and know what your own thing is. So yeah, and I think that thing, when you were speaking, what I could feel is that it's, it does feel too simplistic. But when we look at everything outside of us, like in life as experiences, like marriage is an experience, being a mum is an experience, having a job is an experience, friendships, all of these things, holiday, everything's an experience. And we have experiences with, with people involved and we have experiences with, you know, activities involved, but we have a feeling within us. And those experiences and like so we can put the label on trust, right? We can put we can put that word to it and go, okay, trust is broken. But when we strip it back, it's like what feeling are we getting within that experience? And it goes to that peace or pain. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. And and if it's pain, and, and okay, we can say it's because our trust has been broken, but it's creating a feeling within us. It's que- creating a questioning of am I okay with this? What's going on? What do I need to do here? It's that feedback information that we need to trust ourselves with. Yes. And then when you know where you're at with that, then that's where the conversation can come in. Exactly. Yeah. That's when you can have a conversation with the other person or whoever, whatever, however it is, but to have a conversation, communication as this person put is I'm going to imagine for them is a conversation. Yeah. And that to me is conscious communication because we can communicate in lots of different ways, but conscious communication, which is like you've said before, we've had these conversations before, Bob, is that speak to understand. Mm. Can we communicate to understand? Like I want to understand you, even if the even if it's the person that's done something that's hurt you. There will always be an underlying. This is the thing. I went to a seminar one time, and it was like, oh my goodness, that's that's gold. But she was talking about infidelity, and she basically said that as humans, we think that's about us. So, and this can be a concept that will be could be very challenging for people to take on and I understand that because I had to sort of sit back and go, really? But I I get it that something like infidelity, which is really can be really, you know, hurt, but that's because we think that that's about us, as in they've done this to me. And this lady was saying humans are really self-absorbed, even if we're loving people. We're kind of like it's kind of about how we feel and yet, the other person will say, well, it must be me. What have I done wrong? Why wasn't I enough? But actually that person might is probably not even thinking about you and then they get, you go into the, well, why wasn't I enough for them to think that? But it's like there's always underlining layers of things that are going on for each of us. And if we could separate ourselves out and look at that as, well, this is an experience and what's the feedback I'm getting from that? Am I getting feedback that says, this isn't this isn't what my heart wants for me. Mm-hmm. How do we respond to that? But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's so much in this, Andrea, because that I I have this phrase I use. This is communicate to understand and to be understood. Yeah. 
And so often when you will engage with someone with no expectation of they need to think like me, and that's kind of like manipulation and control, you have a control of the outcome, like, don't you understand this is, this is so wrong what you're doing to me. But if you approach it with what's going on, what's happening in you, I want to understand and I want you to understand me, and that can create that flow. Yeah. And so the trust might might not mean the relationship is restored in the way that it used to be. Maybe it has a whole new level of way it used to be. And again, we can consider it good or bad, but if we just look at it like, oh, this is where they're at, this is what they want, or was it not what they want, but it's something they did and they yeah, I don't want to do that again. You know, so there's that communication to to understand. So I was thinking about this earlier about the uh, just asking, can trust be restored with communication? What is your intent to communicate? Is it to understand or is it to change another person to to change something that doesn't align with who they are? but it aligns with who you are. And so, of course, why wouldn't they think the same way I do? And that's control. That's manipulation. And so can can something change? Absolutely. Everything can be changed, but it, it's also allowing two people to really be true to their own soul, their own knowing, and from there, where do we move from that? Hmm. And yeah, like what what comes through then is that you know when you're talking about like what, like really what's the agenda, and not meaning that that's a heavy like you know conscious thing that you're going in with an agenda, but you know getting really honest about well, are you wanting to restore the relationship so that you can feel enough that you are important enough that they would change or that you like in, in terms of when you talk about that manipulation and, and that control, which can feel really, you know, that can feel really aggravating, I guess, if you've been the one that's hurt, like, but they've done this and I'm hurt. And now you're telling me I'm trying to control them. That can seem a little, but this is the reality is that it's an experience that has caused you pain. Absolutely. And the pain is, you know, we're not we're not saying that people can do whatever they want to us and yeah. we should just get to a point of going, okay, well, I'll communicate to understand you. That's what yeah. I'm here for. It's not, it's not about that, but recognizing why how our subconscious works, how how these little things can jump in and we don't even know that create our response system to mm-hmm. certain situations. And that's the thing is the the question of can the relationship be restored or repaired with communication? That's dependent on whether you're okay if nothing changes because communicating for something to change with the, with the intent that this situation will change, it's, it's almost like there's more power in going, will I be okay to stay here in this situation if nothing changes? Mm. Like that that's the truth of it like yes being able to communicate to understand someone that's beautiful and that's amazing but and necessary obviously but a lot of people 
stay in different situations and keep experiencing the same thing because they're expecting a change in someone else. But the question needs to be, can you trust yourself? Can you trust yourself enough to be okay if nothing changes? And can you be the person that will create space for someone else to be honest? Mm. Because, you know, if you're badgered enough and you're, you're, you can't be yourself, you might have a, a Band-Aid fix for a moment in a relationship. But if somebody isn't able to be true to their self, isn't safe enough to be, you know, it, obviously it's up to each one of us to create that safety for ourselves. But if you're in a, a relationship that you want to restore, you've got to create that safe space that someone can say something and you don't jump on everything they say and say, how can you think that? Don't you know what you did to me? That kind of thing. You listen and you hear and you're, you're gentle with it. I don't mean that's easy, but if you really sit back, if someone, if trust has been broken and you feel it, it's damaged you, it's hurt you. It was something that was maybe you thinking is intentional towards you or something. And the other person is really one of the messages I want out of this relationship somehow. Mm. And like you're saying, Andrea, can that be okay? Because that's what's best for them. And that's what's best for you. And I I don't know what this particular circumstance, like you could say, be a child took some money out of your purse, or it could be infidelity, or it could be whatever it could be. So um, I'm not saying that it's not hard, and it doesn't hurt, and all that. But the biggest gift you can give each other is to allow each other to be free. Really tap in, tune in and go, this is my value. And if we don't agree on our values, then you get to decide, okay, am I going to stay here and change my value? Or am I going to let you be free and allow myself to be free? And I love that values. You said that you said that earlier, and I was like, oh, that's such a like that's such a thing. Like that's a really big thing. And it's what I see a lot really is that and and I'm specifically talking about relationships between a, a husband and wife or a partner. I'm not talking about with children or anything. I'm specifically talking about marriage or relationships in that sense. Is that when I have people come and they're, and, and they're at a crossroads and they don't know what to do, they, they know that it's not working, but really they're too afraid to leave. They're too afraid to make, a, you know, a big jump like that and there's different things going on. And, and it's, so, it, it's so surprising to me that I will, I will ask, a lot of the time I will ask, what are your values? Like if I were to say, give me your top five values, what is most important to you? And we go through that process. And then I'm like, okay, so what are your partner's values? Do you know what his values are? And more often than not, either they don't or they do and they don't match. Mm. And it's like this, this here this here is the crux of the situation because if you value family time and he values wealth creation, 
how's that going to be working out in the family dynamics? Or if you value trust, but he values, like, it's, it's like you're kind of speaking a different language. And this is what, like we talked about before, Barb, is that communicate to understand and do and, and understanding that our values actually change. So when you got married at 23, 24, 25, you might have felt like you had the same values. Then you go and pop a couple of children in there and you're getting a little older. And what happens if values have shifted and, and no one's come back to actually talk about that and go, what's important to you because what's important to me is time with our kids but you're away all the time like just that do we know what one we value and do we trust ourselves enough that they're the right values for us and what are their values and do we trust them enough and not try to bang up and push them into the you know molded into something that's maybe that's that's the evidence that a change could be made here. Yeah. And that's that communication thing, Andrea, is that, first of all, do you know what their values are? And can we even talk about them? Do my values have to be so set that I can't shift? Like you're saying, time can change. Circumstances can change. All that stuff could shift my values or even just another point of view. Mm. And allowing that partner to share their point of view. And, you know, for me, so many times it's like, oh, I've never thought of it like that. I've never. And so that can open up opportunity. And, but it's that, this is where communication does work. Mm. Is that, do you communicate like this? Do you talk like this? And if someone won't communicate, that's where, you know, the, the gentler you can be about, you know, what can I do to help you feel safe? What can I, what do you need from me right now? Those kinds of questions start to open a crack because if someone doesn't communicate, there's something that's not safe for them, whether it's you or a message from someplace else or just a message from within that it is not safe to say what I really think, what I really feel to be seen, it's not safe for some reason. And so to, to walk into that, with how can I create safety? How can I do this? Because if, like for a listener asking this question, I'm assuming that they are wanting, they're wanting something. And so how do we, how do we go into that to be the person that starts, starts setting the stage? Or I'm safe. I'll allow you to be who you are. I'll listen. I want to understand. That doesn't mean we're going to agree. Mm. And I think that's a beautiful point, isn't it? Like when you said, you know, what do you need from me right now? But being able to create that safe, you know, that safe container for them to maybe open up, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that what they say they want from you is what you have to do. Like no. that's where you get to go in and go, mm-hmm. how does that feel for me though? Like, you know, if the response is I want you to back off and leave me alone, like you're always at me, like that's where you get to kind of go, well, but if that means that nothing's going to change, that doesn't feel right for me. So, yes, I'll stop nagging or harping or going on about this, but 
I need to find another choice because this doesn't feel right for me. Like it's not just like, okay, things aren't working. I, I want to create a safe place for you to be honest and open because we've all got an inner child, right, Barb? We're all all got, you know, little voices running around like little madmen creating a bit of disharmony in there for a lot of people. Recognising that we have that is great, but that doesn't mean you are locked into what do I have to do to fix this? Mm-hmm. Right? Like how can I how can I support you? Sure, but I still need to be true right. to myself and true to the feedback we're getting. This is the thing, like when we talked earlier about trust, Bob. It's do we trust the feeling that we get? Do we trust that this doesn't feel right for me? And I'm allowed to explore that mm-hmm. without the if they just changed, I could feel better. You know, what, what's the feeling? What's going on for you? What's creating the, the, the disconnect here? And is the disconnect between yourself and your truth and knowing how to trust that or is the disconnect out there? And, and it's, it's this and that, isn't it, really? Like what, it what is, is the thing? Wait, say, say it again. What is it that you say? I want to communicate to understand and to be understood. Yeah, there's that. No, then there's um <laughs> oh now it's gone. But you you say it, it's not this or that. It can be oh, it's both and. Thank you. That's it. I knew both it was there. and yeah. Both and yeah. Yeah. And you know, India, we talk about how does it feel? But then ask that feeling, ask your soul, is this true? Mm. I'm feeling like I'm not enough. Is it true? And, you know, to just keep going within. And and I love that question, is this true? Because I can make up story in my head. You know, I can't trust you anymore because of this and this and this. Like, is that true? Is that who Andrea has shown me to be most of the time? Or did it happen this once? And, but then you can go to like, oh, but this once was a really big deal. And so this is something I want to talk about. And and I don't want to do this again. Where are you at when this? So we just keep that talking. But, you know, we talk about how you feel. And I do, I totally agree with you. That's very important. And then also check our feelings. Is it true? Am I making up a story in my head that's not true? Or is this true? Yeah. So. And it's that, you know, that feeling of, you know, if that, that feeling is, has been on repeat for a while, like, you know, and if someone's caught in that, but if this just happened, it would, you know, if we just do this, it'll make it better. If we just do this, it'll make it better. I'll just keep waiting because, you know, he, he or she or it or this. But is it true? Mm-hmm. that it will change in time like when because you know in sometimes it, it, it has been repetitive the behavior or whatever's happening has been repetitive and you've been given experience after experience but you're holding on to the but it might change if or he might or she might or it might and it's like being able to being able to be honest about that will open communication restore this and being able to feel that truth, like, yeah, because we, we do, it feels like we don't, but 
underneath all the stories and all the insecurities and all the vulnerabilities, that I feel like is sometimes what creates the conflict in a person is that they actually truly do know the answer, mm, I, but, I, the answer but the answer feels hard. Like the, and I was having a conversation yesterday and I was like, and you might have even said this too, Barb, I'm not sure if this was you, but it's kind of like sometimes when you're really at that crossroad, it is about choosing your hard. Oh, yeah. Because keeping it the same is hard, changing it is hard. Right. But you get to choose your hard and which one's going to bring you peace quicker. Yeah. You get to choose your heart. I love that. Like so you that wasn't you. I was pretty sure that came from you, mate. That no. From no, no, no. I think we read it someplace. But you <laughs> get to choose your heart. And that's that, that's like taking your power back. It's empowering yourself. And when you make conscious choices like that, it's really, really and that's where trust comes in, right? Mm-hmm. That's really the biggest trust. Trust yourself. Can I choose my heart? And that communication that we talked about, that internal communication, can I trust what I'm hearing? Can I trust what I'm feeling? And can I consciously choose my heart? Yes. Yeah. Like it's, and that is powerful. Isn't it? And even just, like the gentleness in that in terms of you you were saying before so beautifully about can you create the safe space for for them to open up can we create that within ourselves mm-hmm. and if we can't create that within ourselves Barb like we've been through this you and I like you've you've created a safe container for me to kind of explore a couple of things mm-hmm. and so if if we can't seem to create that safety within ourselves how do we reach out so that we can so that we are reminded to go within and begin to trust that communication that is available Mm -hmm. within us yeah so Andrea you know when you say that if if we go within and trust ourselves and people might be thinking how do I do that and so it's it's being authentic with yourself it's it's taking off the mask of really what it comes down to to get to yourself is t- to not point your finger out mm. and say it's someone else or it's some circumstance. It's outside of me. Everything you're looking for is within you. And that trust that you're looking for comes from within you. Um you know, there's levels of trust is what I'm going to say. Does people do stuff and they break trust? Yeah. But that inside stuff, like, will you be real with you? Will you say, this is my value. This is my, this is what I desire. And this is why I desire it. And then be true to that. And so when you do that, when you get to that point, that is where the decisions that you make Keep lining up with that. This is what I want. This is what my self is telling me. This is my desire. So then the action you take, just keep having it point back to that that truth for you. Yeah. And we know it's not always easy. We know 
And that's why it's so important to be experiencing these things and doing these things as you're doing life in the little things so that when a big thing comes along, you've already got this peace inside you. You already know this knowing that comes from within you, your truth. You know how to line up to that. And so it's the small steps in life that protect you. And I don't mean protect you from other things, but just like give you your power to be authentic in the big things. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Like it's, it's easy in our human state to look at people that have broken our trust or things like that. But, you know, you can look at that and go, well, whether you call it God or the universe or what, like things don't always go right as we know in our life. So how do you trust in life? Like how do you trust in life, Bob? Not just other people. And that's where it comes back to. Can I trust that I will know how to manage these life experiences? Yeah. But, you know, Andrew, even the little things, like I, I love what you're saying, but like the little things like did, did I did I take care of myself the way I wanted to today? How many times do we do things that we don't want to? And then sometimes we're beating ourselves up and it's just having a communication with myself. Oh, yeah, I didn't really do that today. I'll do that again tomorrow. I'm going to try that again tomorrow. And we're gentle with ourselves. We're understanding Um you know, whatever it is, whether the amount of money you spend or don't spend or the what kind of mom I am or not. Like if you're if you're doing things with your kids and you're resenting it side, you're not being true to yourself. If you're if you're dressing a certain way because you think somebody thinks you look better looking like that, but it's not you, you're not being true to yourself. And so these little things that we do every day, that then when something that seems bigger blows up, it doesn't seem any different than, did I, did I eat the way I wanted to today? Or, you know, it, it's no bigger. You're able to sail through those things with more peace and calmness. And you're able to keep it more on yourself versus like, they did this. It's everybody else's fault. It, it's, it always comes back to you. So do the little work in between. So yeah, yeah. stuff comes up. You and the, something came up before and it's, it's popped out. But it like trust the feeling. Trust the feeling because it's communicating something. So when you're talking about, you know, did I dress the right way or if you're dressing some way but you're just doing you, the way that you recognise the communication that is there and, and is available is because of how it feels. Mm-hmm. Does it bring you peace to dress like that? Is it, does it make you feel good? Does it, like, it, within yourself, without... But if there's pain, and pain can be doubt, pain can be um, what will they think, pain will be I have to dress like this, mm-hmm. that's an indication that that's not true for you, that there's some yeah. underlining, you know, insecurity or not enoughness and can you explore that, like those little things and going, oh, is it, am I right to step outside of the house 
and stroll down the street and just be like, whoo-hoo, like I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And if you're strolling down the street going, what do they think? Is my dress too short? Um, is it too bright? Should I wear you black? Is, is it like that's communication. Mm-hmm. That's communication. And how do you, you know, just keep asking those questions? So it's been another super Friday morning, Thursday afternoon, but an an amazing deep dive. So thank you to again to our beautiful community that keep posing these things for us to explore and for Mm -hmm. all the beautiful people that keep showing up, whether you're on podcast, in live. But you want to close us out, Barb? Yeah, you know, Andrea, you just brought that up about our podcast. I don't think we've talked about it at all. But what we are doing is we are taking these live shows, we're taking the audio off from it, and we've created a podcast. And so, Andrea, I think you're our tech person. (laughs) I don't know how to do this stuff. But I think you could put a link in here to our podcast. Sure. We're going to, in all of our social media little outlets, wherever we're popping up together and individually, we're about to we're about to send out all the different areas because we're on YouTube. Each one of these goes to YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's in a podcast. We obviously have our beautiful Let Her Be Heard group. You've got Bob Gibson as the beautiful Bob Gibson. You've got Andrea Gullick and Soul for Living with Andrea. So it's all there's lots of different areas that people can interact and touch base and and be a part of our community, which we absolutely mm-hmm. love. So we do. Thanks we again. Do. Awesome. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.